Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Well, a huge rock and roll witch welcome to Sue Terry from the Magical Women Conference, my first guest of the year. Thank you very, very much, Zoe. It's a pure pleasure to be here. It's wonderful to have you on the show. You know, for, for listeners who aren't familiar with the Magical Women Conference, um, yes. tell me a little bit about the concept and how it all began and how you wove it together. Will do. Well, it was an idea whose time had come, we thought, really. It was about time that we were able to create a space for women to show their work in the witchy world, if you will, their research and to actually bring forward what they're doing. What actually happened was really one of those uh, events where don't um, be careful what you wish for because otherwise, you know, you will get what you get. Um, it was kind of conference season, if you like, all manner of wonderful things out there all the time. And I saw a, a fantastic looking conference that was coming up and it was all about the divine feminine. So I thought, oh, marvellous, let's go for some of this. And I was just clicking through the uh, agenda and I thought, my goodness me, every speaker is a man about the divine feminine and uh, anyway i just made a, a wry little comment on my facebook amongst my friends and the next thing i knew there were lots of women making comments in like, oh goodness me what's happening here and up popped uh, ursula barthold who is the uh, director of and founder of hadian press and i've known online in the, in the virtual world for years and um, she said, well, I think we need to look at this, don't we? And I said, yes. And, and it came to one of those cases, well, I'll do something if you'll do something. And uh, eventually, with, well, within three days, we had the outline of the conference featuring women. Within a week, we had a venue and a date. And then we opened up for, um, for, for papers. We did a call for papers asking women whether they'd be interested or to speak about their magical research, what they do as witches or as magical workers. So let's just see what we get. Well, we were inundated, inundated with paper papers from all over the world. And I am not exaggerating. Um, we ended up being very ambitious because we had so much goodness to, to draw from. And we ended up creating a conference of 40 speakers in, um, uh, in Queensgate in the old Baden Powell House, which is on four levels. So we filled every level uh, all day. And we had, um, well, it was a little bit more than the couple of people out from outside of uh, News of Watford, as it were, that I was anticipating. It's fair to say that we had every nation of Britain re represented, every county in Britain. We wow. had someone from every country in Europe, and we had people from all over America as well, actually in the building. Um, so it was, it was an incredible atmospheric event. Women were representing every magical tradition. As I said, we had um, lots of academic and independent researchers, both in the audience and those who, who, were, who were actually um, sharing their wonderful work with us. 
Um, and I think what was really brought it home to us is we were all in a, a, you know, busily, busily putting things together and putting up chairs and things like that. Someone came up to me and said, have you seen what's outside? And I said, oh, no, what's happening? And stuck my head out and there was this queue all the way around the block in South Kensington, right the way back to the tube station, as it were. And then in the, in the audience, someone said, oh, yeah, I've just, I've just come in from Alaska for this. Wow. <laughs> someone else has come in from South Italy for it as well. So it, we knew at that point that we'd really hit on something. Really tapped and into a need. Yeah. Yes. A real yeah. appetite. And it's such a success story. And it's, it's so exciting to kind of hear about those beginnings because it just proves that there's so many of us out there kind of going about things in our own way and I think I think the witchy way can often be a solitary way it's an, a way of autonomy but at the same time you know I was thinking about this today when we do sort of are given an opportunity to kind of reach out and, and share and listen to others it's such a joy and there's such a need and an appetite for it because I think a lot of the time we're kind of used to sort of feeling like oh maybe we've got to be a bit private about this or yes. you know there's still that kind of rather ingrained discretion you know, we, we don't want to sort of draw attention uh, from certain types of people because there's this ingrained ancient sort of DNA thing of, of persecution. And so I think so many of us get used to thinking, oh, we'll just, you know, I'll just get on with things in my own way on my own. And it's such a joy when you're given an opportunity to come together with like-minded souls, such as at the, you know, the Magical Women Conference, because it, you realise how much you need it. It's like a thirst. It's wonderful. Yes. Yes, I, I think that's right. And I, I think... Uh, that's certainly a massive amount of the feedback that, that we received from, from women. They were saying, you know, this is it. Uh, this is exactly the type of thing that we hope for. It's a lovely space. It's so wonderfully welcoming. Um, and uh, you know, again, some at the end of the, of the conference, uh, I think it was, uh, came up to us and said, well, this is the only time I've ever seen anyone have a standing ovation at an occult conference. Ah! And it's because <laughs> women were exactly responding in that way. You know, we couldn't me. The last thing we were setting out for was some kind of ego fest. But uh, it, it is that. And I think one of the, one of the things that we wanted as, as some of our aims out of this event was to create that uh, environment where women could say, do you know, I feel more confident and empowered now that I can perhaps come out of my, my, my shell, shall we say, in other circumstances. And I think it's been, it's been opening up over years, over the last sort of 20 or 30 years. Um, you know, there have been marvellous things like the Goddess, Goddess Conference was run by the Fellowship of Isis uh, in the 90s and so on. But there have been events. But I think one of the things we want to get across is that you know if you are engaged in some form of practice in your uh, own world then if you're perhaps doing a research project or something at the university you should be able now to start to say well yes i know what i'm talking about as much from my own experience as my scholarly work and those of us you know in other fields of, of, of life i think it's about saying yeah there's more of us than just me you know there's all of these other women doing this too and um, it might it might appear different, but it is something we can be proud of and stand stand up for. It's just oh, like a positive force what you've um, what you've created and, and and how it snowballed. I mean, tell me a little bit about because you you have some uh, speakers who come back again and again. Uh, I'm thinking of, of of Dolores, but you know, who, who, tell me a little bit about some of your kind of mainstay speakers who've been there since the beginning. 
Gosh, no, we've been to the good. Well, as you've, as you've brought uh, Dolores into, into conversation, yes, we're really happy to, to be featuring Dolores Ashcroft in a week. She's coming back again in February on the 13th. And, and Dolores is one of our elders, if you will. She is someone who is a living link with the Western mystery tradition because she is like, uh, you know, one of the people who was one person, one teacher away from the greats like Dion Fortune, these women of towering importance in the occult world from the 19th century. Um, and so Dolores brings with her anything around 70 years worth of, of magical knowledge and uh, things to share. She always says to us, I'm not a teacher, I share what I know and I encourage others to share as well. And um, and that is absolutely perfect to, to the way we, we like to um, explore things. So she's she's coming back to give us a, another workshop about some of the work that she's developed over the years. Uh, she's always a fantastic speaker. She's a really interesting storyteller. And you come away after a couple of hours with Dolores thinking, oh my goodness, you know, it's been so wonderful. What is it that I've learned? And you realize what you've really absorbed. It's It's a very rich, uh, way well, I mean that is a sort of the way of the rest, the imparting the knowledge in the Western mysteries, and it's how you put things across. Fantastic. We have had um, we've had um, Caroline Wise and Ruth Bayer, whom I know you you mentioned in that wonderful book. Here comes yeah. the candle. Um, they gave they gave us a marvelous uh, salon speak. We did our salon Sunday salons in the summer once a week, and uh, so we had Siren Sisters of the of the Sea. Caroline gave us a marvellous talk about uh, goddesses of the sea and uh, the, those associated with the watery elements. And then Ruth gave us a talk about goddesses and wild women of the Alps, drawing out uh, all of the, um, the witch, witchy uh, traditions of, of Austria and um, Frau Holler in particular, and all of that, that um, marvellous tradition that we have there. So Caroline and Ruth have done a few things for us, but they did actually um, give us a, a, an early advance, if you will, in our Into the Dark Nights conference around Halloween. They were talking about the, um, the uh, Here Comes the Candle book and the Ghosts of London, which was just so fantastic. I love it. Um, it's it's marvellous, isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Um, and we have um, a researcher called uh, Elaine Bailey gave us a lovely talk about Hel Helena Blavatsky. And uh, she came back and uh, she's spoken to us about Anna Bonus Kingsford as well, a towering woman of the great importance from the 19th century. Another one, there are so many of them, mm -hmm. uh, who uh, was a great um, anti-vivisectionist of the 19th century, one of the first female surgeons. And uh, she did a huge amount of work around uh, spirituality and bringing forward her hermetic traditions in particular. Right. So we have, um, and we also have uh, other special um, things like we have uh, Spanish folk magic. Rosa Laguna has spoken to us about that before. So that's a really wonderful example of something which is from a culture which is, keeps these uh, traditions vibrant and uh, you know, it gives us a different kind of uh, a different kind of aspect to these things. I um, love that. I love that, and it's and you've, you've you know we were talking a little bit earlier, but about the fact that um, 
you've taken everything online because obviously uh, you know that's the way that we we keep things going through, through times of pandemic but as a result it's sort of opened things up to an even larger audience all around the world and it's been such a um, I mean I've talked about them a few times on the show over the past few months but such a diverse range of events that you've been offering um, and I gathered there's quite an exciting year to come as well uh, in, in the MWC world so tell me a bit about what's coming up well, we like to say that magic means uh, many things to many people and we aim to cover it all. So the next big thing that we have coming up on the 27th of February, we're doing the Magical Fiction Forum. And this is going to be absolutely fabulous because we have brought together a wonderful programme of uh, uh, half a dozen leading authors, award-winning uh, writers to teach us about, um, to take us through their work. We were having re uh, readings and papers, if you will. So I'll tell you some of the, the, the people who are having stalkers. We have Terry Windling, who is a fantastically well-known um, fantasy uh, award winner of many years standing. We love Terry Windling's work. And she's going to be giving us a paper, Once Upon a Time, the Adult Fairy Tale Literature Revival. So that is going to be a really rich, uh, a rich morning of, of uh, her sharing her, her knowledge about that. Um, then we, we have Scarlett Amaris, who's a Hollywood uh, screenwriter and television um, uh, writer. She's going to be talking to us about Algernon Black, Blackwood. And uh, we can't wait uh, for that. Elemental Magic and Horror Within the Landscape is the okay. very evocative title. Uh, Diane Perkis is, is giving us a paper on high mountains are appealing, the ancient origins of the Snow Queen. Now, obviously, the Snow Queen is a, is a wonderful uh, folkloric and uh, fairy tale um, mm. image and archetype, if you will. So that's going to be fantastic to really um, hear that, what's going on about that and get into some conversation about these marvellous figures from the from literature yeah. uh, uh, there's so much on that i would encourage people to really dig into because i could talk about absolutely everyone from that literature <laughs> i'm really pleased about that um but that's going to be a full day and um really really can't wait to to, to welcome everybody to that event it's going to be marvelous oh it's going to be so exciting well, we should do a special show around that and, and theme yes. all the music around <laughs> the different stories it sounds so exciting it's it's thrilling what what's being what you're making available to people i mean it's such a you know i always get very excited when i get to get get a an email from the the magical women conference mailing list it's like oh it's always like a treasure trove of exciting well, things forget in april on the 24th of april we've got the ancient magic symposium now we're taking a very a very specific thing we're going from 2500 bc uh bce to 500 um so we're really there at the beginning of recorded history wow. we're really going deeply deeply into ancient magic from babylonia from ancient egypt we're going right into the um into the practices as well. If you've ever wanted to know how you can make a phylactery, a protective amulet uh, that will that has been uh, worked for many millennia, uh, come along to the Ancient Magic Symposium and you will understand how to do this thing. 
This is ancient magic that really works today. Wow. Uh, we have got some sections on, um, we have got Sarah Mastros who will be talking to us about the Orphic hymns, which of course are a foundational um, text mm. for so much magic in, in the West. Definitely. And um, she's translated the um, the Orphic hymns again for a modern re for a modern um, practice and uh, modern readership, if you will. We're really thrilled to share that. That that's going to be fantastic. And then we have Dr. Caroline Tully talking about Minoan snake goddesses, mm. and she's going to be giving us something very very intriguing that will be of great interest to all listeners. I know she's going to be taking us through an altered states of consciousness workshop. Wow. The ideas of the minnow and snake goddess. So this is going to be something that really is going to be uh, sensational. I know. It's um, absolutely <laughs> essential. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be signing up for that, Sue. <laughs> There's plenty more. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got, the, yeah, so we've also got execration rituals and spirits of the dead in ancient, in ancient Egypt as well. I'm not going to hog any more time describing it. I'm going to direct people to the website where they can see it or because there is just so much. Why not go into spring by looking back at our ancient forebears and, and getting some of that practical magic going again over the centuries? I think it's going to be fabulous. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell us the web address. The web address, yes, it's magicalwomenconference.com and we spell magical, M-A-G-I-C-K-A-L, magicalwomenconference.com. Uh, or magicalwomenllp.com will also get you to the same place. And on the website, you'll see all our events and all of our, uh, if you dig, dig around, you can look in our archive and see what we were up to in 2019 at the big conference. You can have a look at all our wonderful summer salons that we run through that through the summer months every, every week, as I said, and you can get a little sneak preview of what we have coming forward. Because one of the other exciting things that I really must tell you in terms of wonderful people who support the Magical Women Conference, we've got um, Rachel Pollock coming to give us a workshop Ooh. in May. And also she's our headline speaker at this year's conference. Um, and she will be opening the event on the evening of Friday the 4th of June, which is dotting the I's and crossing the T's on, on this, this summer's event. Um, she's she's so thrilled. She can't wait, and um, we really are looking forward to that. So look more about that soon. I must just try one other thing. We're looking really forward ahead with this now because we've got magical women things coming out of our you know ears all through <laughs> the year. Uh, on the twenty seventh of November, we are running a, a day event um, which we really are intending to do live. By then, let's hope that oh, fingers that, crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. By the twenty seventh of November. We are doing a day featuring, a conference featuring um, approaches to the work of Margaret Murray. Ooh. Egyptologist, um, anthropologist, the witch cults, all of those marvellous pieces of work that she to produced, this way of thinking, um, that has been so foundational to modern paganism, Wicca, witchcraft, mm. and our understanding of, of, of uh, the magical world, the magical vision. Of course, Times move on, times change. So it's into, we're going to really be encouraging people to give us new perspectives from the 21st century about the work, legacy, and contribution of Margaret Murray to, to how we see things now. Because, you know, as I say, things move on, but that one will be a cracker. 
Oh, so. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things I love about the work of, uh, you know, of what you do and what you bring together is that it's it sort of makes time concertina because it's, you know, we're not just looking at things in a historical sense. Yes, we are, but we're also kind of looking at them in terms of how, you know, uh, you know, living and working with that kind of magical practice in a modern context as well. And it's so valuable. I know so many people get, get such a lot out of it. And I'm going to ask you actually about... Yeah. You know, obviously, putting all these events together and, and 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 beaming them out to the world is an act of magic in itself, I believe. But <laughs> you know, right. they are transformative. We all come away from these events changed, positively changed. Um, but but tell me a little bit, if you will, about your own magical practice and how you started in this in this magical life. Oh, gosh, as it goes back a long way. I'm probably one of those people we were speaking about earlier about, you know, living quite a quiet life. I've never been much of a joiner or anything like that. I am um, I am working with and member of the Fellowship of Isis, which has been a, uh, something I've been kind of working around for many, many years. And it's only recently that I thought, well, OK, now's the time to really engage in a, in a meaningful way with that. Um, I think my own practice goes back for a long, long time, very privately, but very sincerely, shall I say, back to childhood. Um, I was brought up in a place where one of those traditional families, which was Christian on one side, but also with this wonderful family tradition underneath of sort of, uh, you know, cunning man and folk magic and things like that. So I was taught by my father to do dowsing when I was nine and things like that. You know, always, always encouraged. My Welsh grandmother was very, very gifted in, in the sort of psychic department is all I can say. Um, she's brought it, she, she absolutely brought me up to see, well, yes, Robin Goodfellow's in the garden. And, you know, there's my little friend and the fairies at the bottom of the garden and all of those things. It lived, you know, it really, it really came forward. So there's always been that kind of current for me under it all. And obviously I've been interested in things like tarot and divination and so on when I was a teenager. Um, and that became a real massive interest for me. Um, I've never, as I said, I've not been much of a joiner over my time, but um, there has always been that sort of personal practice, that personal engagement with magical currents and with understanding different ways of, of working with goddesses in particular. That's always what I come back to. I always come back to Isis and to Hecate and to Seshat and Selene in particular for me. Um, I think those moments you have at certain points in your life you know being 13 and you know getting the full moon vibe and things just starting to happen um wow. fabulous you know and then of course because i'm naturally a massive massive reader i was always encouraged to read books and i grew up in Cheltenham and we have fabulous second-hand bookshops and there's a massive magical current in Cheltenham I have to tell you. Yes that sounds a conversation for another day probably <laughs> but so there was a period in time when you know anywhere you went there was something else that was kind of happening or some other book or whatever that I was reading so I, I managed to absorb a huge amount of, of things and then it's a matter of practice and a matter of trying things and I mean, we were talking about Dol Dolores, one of the books I had from her was, you know, uh, techniques of high magic or introduction to or some book or other that came out in 1980. Oh, and I remember walking around the flat I was living in at the time and casting a circle and all of this for myself and just thinking, wow, this is so different mm -hmm. and so interesting and it's so there and yeah. we can just enter it, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's really 
that's, it's been fascinating. So I'm, I'm very private when it comes to my own thing. Yes. But, um, you know, I think, as you said, this is some of the things which, uh, which is important to kind of maintain. If you, if you can do it for yourself, then you, you'll, you'll keep it up. It's been, it's been transformational, though, that's the word. It's it's fascinating, and it's it's lovely to hear a little bit about your own story. And I completely, uh, you know, understand that the sense of privacy as well. But it sounds like a very similar kind of background uh, to to mine as well. Very similar heritage, that kind of you know the Celtic thing, the the sort of the, the subtle undercurrents and uh, and the dowsing as well, which my mum's very dowsing. <laughs> so I, you know, I love that it's never you know far away, uh, and it's sort of there. If you pick up on it, I love that that, that that we respectively did, and and so to sort of wrap things up, I'm thinking, you know, obviously this is the beginning of the year. What is your feeling going forward into 2021? This, I mean, it's it's sort of I know a lot of people who are into tarot have been describing 2020 and this whole time as kind of like the the, the embodiment of the tower card, uh, yeah. you know, chaos and destruction. But we come yeah. through it in a, in in this new way. We'll never be the same again, and that could be a good thing. Yes. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, I did a, a, a big reading about two, three years ago um, and the tower kept coming up for this whole period of time. Oh, so I've been saying for a long time now, we are living in the time of the tower, you know. Right. I think, <laughs> I, think uh, I think it's about becoming very uh, adroit and understanding that, you know, it's obvious to say all things will pass this will i feel that we are beginning to turn our way out of this you know humankind has shown how it can use all our gifts to to create pathways through this thing that is about how magic you do try create a pathway through through the difficulty that that, that will actually uh, result in 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 the change you need so i think that we are coming to a point where we are getting through the worst. I think we're also at a position in our cultural life where things will not be the same again. I think we've shifted so much that we will, we are a, a, um, understanding we can both be more private and do things by ourselves at home, but also take advantage of all this wonderful new technology that allows us to build nationwide communities amongst our own people. Um, so that I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm always optimistic, <laughs> boringly so. Um, there's always a way. If you have a will, there is always a way. So I am. I am looking forward with great hope and anticipation, knowing we can do this. And if I can just say one thing that we are really promoting very well for this coming year that gives us as and myself such hope and intent for the future we are establishing a an educational charity um, which is called the seshat trust and uh, we are advanced to advance women's education uh, in the arts and humanities in particular and those women working in the fields, whether in academic research or independent research, in the fields of arts and hermeticism and occultism, and really producing some of this work that we have been featuring. We are doing everything we can to provide a platform and a, and, and, um, a forum for women to, to, to share. And we want to give support, give a voice, and we want to give back to our community that's been so wonderful to us but we want to share the benefits with everyone so we want we will be working out how we can best help through some elements of small grant funding through giving teaching practical workshops events to women who really want to up 
their their performance in terms of their work to give a framework to that so their writing and, and, and speaking and so on um, and we just want to look at how we can help people develop their skills and to perhaps give just a little bit of help that can sometimes make all the difference to someone completing a project really well and we want to give them a forum to, to share it with us all so that we can bring it back and, and, and help things go around so I encourage people to keep looking at we, donations are on their open if I can be nakedly <laughs> advertising about it on their website uh, but Seshat Trust is coming forward in 2021 it's going to be the year of Seshat the, the mistress of the library and um, and she will be helping us all to make 2021 a much better and much magical um, year that sounds so positive and what a great cause. So I, yes, I echo what you've just said and encourage everyone listening to, to, to open those wallets because actually that's very good energy. You know, when, you know, we've got to, you know, money is only really kind of in a healthy state when it's in a state of, uh, you know, movement and exchange and, and donating to a cause like that sounds like the perfect thing, I think, and very good karma all round. Um, <laughs> so it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on the show, Sue. Thank you so much for giving your time. I know, thank, it's you. Awesome. thank you so much. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a joy talking to you today. It's been really lovely. Thank you.